Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Goodison Park. Hello, my name is Paul Wheelock and welcome to a Royal Blue preview podcast to look ahead to Everton's match at home to Watford tonight. Now, let's be honest, a visit of the Hornets to Goodison Park is not one of the first matches you look out for when the fixtures are released in the summer. But this evening's game does have extra spice attached to it, as it would be the first time that Everton manager Marco Silva will have faced Watford since leaving his former club in acrimonious circumstances earlier in the year. It's clear the Hornets at boardroom level are still aggrieved by the alleged part the Blues played in his eventual departure from Vicarage Road. But to find out whether that bad blood still exists in the Watford fanbase and within their playing squad, I spoke to Phil Spencer, who covers the club for the Football.London website. We also talked the Hornets form, which has seen them lose four of their last five winless matches, as well as Richarlison and Gerard Delafeo, and the prospects of Abdoulaye Decore joining Silver in his top scorer at Goodison Park in the future. Enjoy, and we'll be back after the match with the post-game podcast. The Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Well, hi, Phil. Thank you very much for joining me on this podcast. Before you make the trip up to Merseyside for tonight's Everton versus Watford match at Goodison Park, are you looking forward to it? Absolutely, yeah. No, it's, um, I mean, what, what's, not to, uh, what's not to look forward to? A, uh, a game under the uh, floodlights on a Monday night. And um, I think yeah, I think it's going to be a game that's going to have a little bit of uh, extra spice from, uh, from uh, an Everton and a Watford point of view. So it could be, uh, it could be a tasty one. Yeah, you talk about that spice there. Because it probably isn't a match that would be a standout one for either club when you look at the fixture calendar. But it, it, it is a bit different, this one, isn't it? Given the, uh, the Marco Silva factor. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. No, it's um, to be honest, I think it is the kind of game where, where when the when the fixtures came out, um, everyone was kind of like looking because obviously the the Marco Silver his exit from Watford it was um, acrimonious at best, really. <laughs> so it was one which uh, which the Watford fans were kind of looking out for a little bit. Um, so when it came out, I think everyone was kind of looking forward to it, and then um, and then obviously you've got the the Richarlison element as well. So I, th- I think it is one which um, which the, the fans who were travelling up will be will be looking forward to it, and uh, I'm pretty sure they'll make it um, uh, by a decent atmosphere at Goodison Park. Yeah, there's, there's been some reports overnight. I was picking up my phone this morning, checking the news that there he might be greeting Marco Silva with rubber snakes this evening. It's clear that there's a bad blood still there, then, isn't it? Yeah, you could say that. <laughs> Ultimate departure and ultimately going to Everton, uh, which has just left a little bit of a, a bit of 
Yeah, I suppose in a way that kind of level of antagonism that uh, that exists at the moment, and because up until Everton's initial approach last season, he was doing a good job, wasn't he? He was held in high regard. I know he wasn't there long, but it was going well, wasn't it? Mm-hmm, absolutely, no, it was going really well. Um, yeah, I think when the um, when he left, the, 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 an excellent uh, first few months of the, of the season. Um, it was round about um, round about November kind of time when when things started to uh, head south, and um, I think it would be. I think it'd be naive to say that, um, that, that the interest, which uh, which started around that kind of time, um, I think it'd be naive to say that that wasn't um, that wasn't part of it, or it couldn't have played an impact in in distracting the manager, but also distracting the uh, the players as well. I think if um, if it was something which which he wasn't interested in, which you'd argue, having only been at Watford for a few months, he could quite easily put the put any rumours to bed. And kind of said like, no, no, I'm interested. I've just joined Watford. Uh, just quite cre- quite keen to. Um, Kind of keep my head down and um, and keep working hard. That could have ended any kind of distraction, but it just rumbled on and on and on, and um, it quite clearly had an impact on results before he ultimately departed. It's obvious the fans are still upset. The club have obviously made the uh, approach to the Premier League because they they felt that it was like an illegal approach Everton made for for Marco Silva initially. What do the players kind of think of it all? Because as you mentioned them there, I'm sure they were thinking at the time, why is our manager not coming out and saying, listen, I want to stay here, I'm not interested in any speculation or things like that. Do you think they'll be fired up particularly for the game tonight? Um, possibly, I think. I think in terms of the, uh, the the time under Marco Silva, I think I think they enjoyed it because they, they, they were picking up good results and they were, they were playing good. Uh, they were playing good football at the time as well. Um, obviously, it, it, it transpires. We can say it in hindsight now. There was, there was a reason, perhaps, that he um, yeah. that he wasn't um, like putting the uh, putting the rumours to bed, which is obviously why it did uh, play out as long as it uh, play out as long as it did. And um, yeah, I think it just got to a point where. Uh, whether it was his interest in the Everton job or whether it was the fact that results had gone downhill, it just got to a point where the club were like, "No, we need to, we need we need to do something about this because, like, um, well, like I don't know, twelve or thirteen clubs in the in the Premier League, the ultimate aim each season is just to make sure that they are staying in the Premier League and Watford are one of those clubs. And if results go wrong for too long, then that's something that they could end up seeing themselves dragged into. So I think I think they were right to um, to act when they did. Um, I think the players as much. I watched the game in midweek. I know Man City came out on top, uh, but I thought Watford played pretty well. Certainly towards the towards the end of the game, after they got that goal back, uh, th- th- the form isn't particularly great. But would it be fair to say they're playing a little bit better than the, maybe the, the recent defeat suggests? Um, it's, it's it's an interesting one. I think um, I think I think in terms of how they're playing, I, I wouldn't yeah I wouldn't really say that they're playing uh, much worse than what they were doing at the start of the season when they were um, when they were racking up wins and they were they were up near the up near the top six in the in the table. Um, I think what's been missing in um, in recent weeks has just been. It's, I think it's just been a little bit of a cutting edge in the final third. Um, I think um, yeah, they, they, they've, they've kind of struggled to, uh, to put chances away. Um, they've kind of struggled um, to, to create real clear cut chances. Uh, they, they, they always create opportunities, but I think the, the 
up and kind of lacking those um, those kind of one-on-one opportunities that they were getting early on in the season, which would have been like absolute odds on to, uh, to put it in the back of the net. And um, I think it's um, it's just the case of Javi Gracia now having to, um, to play around with that, um, that attacking I suppose that attacking section just to make sure that he is getting the best out of those players, but ultimately having players on the pitch who were uh, who are capable of putting the ball in the back of the net on a regular basis, something which hasn't really happened so much in the last few weeks. On the flip side, Richarlison has been doing that for Everton, seven league goals so far, and uh, obviously moved from Watford to Goodison Park in the summer. What were your thoughts at the time when Everton paid forty million for him? Um, <laughs> I think. Um, Seems to be a bit, maybe a bit surprised at how how he's kicked on at Goodison Park, hasn't he? You know, as, as I mentioned there, his goal tally's good. Uh, he seems to be enjoying his football. He's, he's obviously going to be a big danger man for Watford tonight. Absolutely, no. He's. Um, I mean, there's, there's no doubting that he's um, he's a quality player. I think I think Watford fans knew that last season. I think it was just that um, that inconsistency. But at the same time, it was it was his first uh, it was his first season in England. It was his first season in the Premier League. So um, as much as um, It'll have been difficult for him to uh, to settle into the uh, into the Premier League, and that could have played a part in it. Uh, but ultimately, as well, he, he was brought over. Uh, he was signed by Marco Silva. Um, it was Marco Silva who very much took him under his wing during those first few months, and uh, possibly when when he left or when it looked like he was going to be leaving, Richarlison was possibly the player out of everyone in the Watford squad who took that the hardest, and uh, that quite clearly had an impact on his form during the rest of the season. Um, and then ultimately in the summer when, when Silva came knocking to, uh, to say, do, do you want to come to Everton? Uh, Richarlison jumped at the opportunity and it has just shown that connection that those two have got and the fact that Richarlison's uh, kicked on so massively this season and been been really impressive and ultimately shown himself to be the player that people people knew he could be capable of being. On the opposite side of the coin tonight will be uh, Gerard Delafeo, who's making his first return to Everton uh, since leaving the club. Uh, he was a big fan favourite for, for Evertonians, particularly in his first spell with the club. How's he getting on at Vicarage Road? Um, he's, he's, he's getting on relatively well. Um, I think there's, there's two sides to the, uh, to the Gerard Delafeo debate. I think mean, the first side, which um, a lot of people see at the moment, is the fact that... Um, He's been playing in quite an advanced position in terms of just behind the um, just behind the number nine, and he, he has come in for a little bit of criticism in terms of his finishing. Um, he's um, he's found himself in one-on-one opportunities, and um, as 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 himself and the Everton fans probably know, finishing is not necessarily his his strongest point. He's uh, he's technically a, a wonderful player. He's he's a flair player. He's creative, but uh, put him in a one-on-one opportunity, and it's not um, it's not his strongest position. Basically, so that's kind of um, that, 
Sam for the first few uh, for the first few months of the season, and um, he very much was uh, was thrust back into the uh, the Watford starting eleven. And even though he's been playing in recent weeks, there's an argument that he's, he's still not fully fit. Yeah. So I think we we see glimpses of Delafeu. We everyone knows what he's capable of, and we do see it in small doses. But I think the fact that possibly he's been playing week in week out, playing in a position which isn't his own, maybe there's a reason that we haven't necessarily been seeing the best from Gerard Delafeu so far. Um, he is undoubtedly a quality player, um, one that if he is used in the uh, in the right position, he, he's. Of course, he's a, he's a danger man at, um, at Goodison Park tonight. Um, I think from a, a Watford point of view, it's just about um, get, getting him up to full fitness as soon as possible. Um, and then once he's, once he's there, hopefully um, the Watford fans will be able to see um, exactly what he's capable of. One player who was on the score sheet for Watford in the week was Abdullah Decore. He's a player who's been linked with Everton and a number of other clubs. Could you ever see that move ever coming off to Goodison Park or do you think he might be destined for a club who are already playing Champions League football? Um, that that would be my my interpretation of it. I think he, I mean, obviously he put pen to paper on a on a five year deal in the in the summer to kind of quash uh, any any rumours of a move away. Uh, but he's, he's he's an ambitious lad. He's, he's a player who obviously is he's, he's a top quality player for Watford. He's, he's arguably their um, their best player at the moment, and he, he does have ambitions of, of playing in the in the Champions League. Um, I think if um, I think if, if, if Everton, I know that they're one of the clubs who've been. Um, like up there with, with an interest in, in the Curry. I'm, I'm not exactly sure. No disrespect to Everton that, that that would be the kind of opportunity that he'd necessarily jump at. But then, if there was a, an opportunity in, with, in England or whether it be going uh, going into the continent where he could be playing in the Champions League, I think I think that would be the kind of opportunity which he'd go. Well, I think ultimately he's a player who is, is destined to play Champions League football at some point in his career. And I think if that opportunity came up, that's the The final one before I let you go, mate. How do you see tonight's match going then? Um, I think it's um, I think it's an interesting one tonight. I think um, I think in, in terms of form, I think Watford aren't in the uh, in the best of form at the moment. But it does seem like the kind of occasion where um, you, you could see some of the, the Watford players raising the game. I mean, we've spoken about some of it before. You've got the the Markel Silver element. You've got uh, Rich Allison playing for the other team. You've got Gerard Delafeu returning to his former club. So some of the players who might have been a little bit quiet in recent weeks, um, from a Watford point of view, uh, you could you could definitely see them raising the game tonight and trying to uh, trying to make a point in an atmosphere which I'm expecting to be um, to be fairly hostile, I guess, from a from a Watford yeah. point of view anyway. So um, no, I think it'll be I think it'll be a tight one, but um, I'd probably say a draw this evening. I'd probably say uh, possibly a one all. Nice. I think I think Everton uh, they're, they're looking like a good team this season under Marco Silva and um, the playing um, they're playing some good football and um, as we mentioned Richarlison in particular is um, is doing particularly well and um, you, you, you won't be surprised to see him um, to see him pop one away and celebrate in front of the uh, the Watford fans you don't know how he's going to react in that kind of situation but um, it, it just seems like one of those nights where um, there's going to be going to be a bit of drama. Phil, thank you very much for joining us. Safe trip up to Merseyside, mate, and love to catch up with you later in the season in a return match at Vicarage Road. No problem. Thanks a lot, mate. You've been listening to the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.